Oh my God! No, hear this! No, hear this! It's about to go down. Yeah. Fifth Avenue Podcast, Episode Seven, bro. Yes, sir. Yes, we're sir. Moving, we're moving. We're moving. Yes, man. sir. Got it right for the first time because you've been behind, man. I know, right? Yeah. And uh, listen, I think the dope part about this is um, we're getting better and better and better and better. Bro. Oh yes. On the tech side of things, we're figuring it out. The edit um, side of things. The edit side of things, we're figuring it out. That's it. Um, it's about to be interesting. It's about to be exciting, guys. Um, so it's been a crazy week. It's been a crazy few days. Oh yeah. A lot of things have happened in the country. Oh, yeah. in politics, whether we're talking about um, in entertainment, um, whether we're talking about um, just in the dating game. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. A lot's yeah. been uh, going on. Uh, not for me, might I say. <laughs> not for me, might I say. Just to make not it clear. Not for me, okay? might I say. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. We support the institution, you know? Yes. <laughs> so, um, that's been amazing, man. It's been amazing in terms of just um, the, the the work we've put in and I'm sure you know you guys are going to see that in the next couple of days or oh, rather yeah. now we'll be behind so there's a lot of episodes a few episodes that we put together quickly that we're going to put out on YouTube Yeah. so we've been p- pushing from a Spotify iTunes standpoint where you know on a weekly basis we've been putting content out so I just wanted to make it clear that we're still figuring it out yeah. So um, definitely going forward we're definitely going to try to make sure that the YouTube side of things and the Spotify iTunes, all of that is going to be aligned. Pretty much. So, um, yeah, man, I don't even know where to start, bro. Like, there's a lot of things I want us to unpack today in terms of... Let's start with the, with the, with the relationship side of things, because I noticed, you know, just from feedback, yeah, you know, from, from um, our, our, our audience, that um, they like to... They like that section. They want to hear that. They want to hear that. They want to know what we think about this That's dating it. thing. Um, and, um, I mean, I was, I was with... A lady the other day, and she's like, "Yo, I like this part of the show. Like, okay, when you guys start talking about movies or, you know, politics or <laughs> whatever, whatever. I'm not whatever. here for that. I'm okay. not here for that. Okay. So, so I was like, all right, that's great. I mean, we got a broad fan base. So you got people that are interested in like, you know, sports, entertainment. Um, you Facts. got people that are interested in the dating game. People that are inter- you're interested in politics. Yeah. Just want to know what we think as men." Um, so we try to cater to everyone. So just uh, a little tip to our fans is we obviously just to give you kind of the format. We start with like, you know, the dating thing, which we can obviously be flexible and change here True. and there. But um, we, we definitely delve into other things as well that are more serious. Like what is going on currently in the country, around the world. Yeah. So if you have time, stick around for the full show. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're definitely going to learn something. And the whole idea of this platform is not just to entertain, but inform as well. So I think it's important that you as an audience, you know, learn something that you can apply in your daily lives um, mm. as, you, mm. as you go through the journey of life. So um, to start off, I mean, I remember in a group the other day, one of the guys posted something about, you know, Drake. Uh, you know, renting out the Dodgers Stadium what? <laughs> for a date, right? Now, for me, I remember I, I, the words I used were very strong in that group. Like, screw this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I say that those exact words, mm. but it was like, I get it. Okay. Yep. Um, it's 
the concept of effort being thoughtful around you know and being intentional when you when you go on a date you want to show that you're putting effort you know now you know we're not saying be broke in the process don't take a loan so you can rent Orlando Stadium for a date but my thing was okay where do we draw the line where do we say this is you showing effort and this is you bragging right this is you flaunting your resources right where do we draw the line because you know we 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 find here and there where it's easy to okay take her to the finest restaurant it's easy to take her to you know for Drake the stadium right um cuz it's it's huge but where do we say okay this is you being creative thoughtful intentional and this is you flossing or flaunting i think as with everything else context mm mm uh, i love uh great avenue cuz it's kind of it always is unpacking things you know what right. i mean that's There's what things, we do we can take it for granted and say hey but he's drake and he can afford to yeah. but let's think about this bill gates then could afford to rent an island or to rent a whole country i think <laughs> i mean a whole country he owns africa so you know what i'm saying so right we got to ask ourselves um at what point is it just diminishing returns right let's think of it like that man cuz if 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 it's a question of drake can afford it there right. are many much richer people than drake and i've never heard them maybe do something like that it sounds very hollywood to me and i right. guess drake is you know ex hollywood so of course he's going to live gargantuan he's big and i, I love drake don't you know right. that you know it i mean no, i've been no, a fan when... since the first first first, first album when nobody was respecting yeah, yeah, him yeah, yeah. yeah and uh but i just wonder like you know a gesture like that the other side of the question mm. is would she go to that extreme in her budget okay. right would she put in as much effort in a... so if she is worth you know if she can afford a, to rent out a restaurant would she rent out a restaurant that is the question and 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 my thing is and something we spoke offline which was off camera which was okay the question is when you're going into when you're going for a date right what is the intent mm. what are we trying to achieve out of this date yeah right now if you're a younger person and you're just trying to go and you know um smash whatever right there's a different reason why you're doing it in the first place so i can understand how how you look at it getting in mm. right mm. now if you're trying to go on a date to know someone right mm. what is how should you what is the mind mind frame that you're getting in to that date with what is what is the process cuz i could go in there and be like okay i just want to wow this girl and show her i can do this i can do that I'm a fascinating interesting guy but am i at the same time being authentic am i being my yes, sir real self yeah am i be, am i going to be able to maintain that yeah yeah do you know what i mean so i know women are, are always on also on that note which is uh, shots fired to the women sometimes right which is why in some cases does this seem one-sided right mm. where the idea is i as a man i'm going to impress her mm-hmm. 
But the other question would be, is she putting the same effort to impress me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm really dating you to know you, that's yeah. a that's a that's a that's a mutual thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, what is her intent getting in? Is is it is her dressing up and looking amazing, and, and that's her focus, the most important thing, or is are we putting the same thought process on both sides? Which should influence the day. I kind of have a problem with her focusing only on the clothing and I focus on the actual experience. Because then what she's yeah. saying to me is, it's what I'm seeing, the package, the body. Right. Because then I just want to smash. That's my accomplishment. And that's why guys can just smash and pass or just, you know, ghost after they, something happens. I feel like... Is this what, and, and this is the cool part. Since yeah. we're talking about what men think, Yeah. I don't want women to be coming at us like this and that. We're telling you about how, how a guy we, experiences the date correct. when you come out and the only thing you put effort into is how you look so that you really look amazing. Maybe for him, maybe for whoever's going to be at that establishment that he's going to take you to. Right. Because the other side of the coin is, um, in fact, maybe to elaborate that side of the coin, there's a story that I think I shared with you. You know, yeah. you and I, we always talk <laughs> man, about my uncle, right. my crazy uncle. Yeah. Crazy rich. Right. And he puts his worst foot forward always on his first dates. Yeah. Yeah? You told me, yes. Yeah. yeah. He puts his worst foot forward on his first, first dates date. always. Not because he's a jerk. Yeah. But he wants the woman to see the worst of him possible on the first date. And if she gets past that. Right. Because look, I think this is a problem that everyone who's established or mm. famous or rich has. You don't know what's genuine love or what's somebody trying to buy you. To buy you. And correct. so, to, to buy into you, you know. So, he always puts his worst foot forward and then when he's done yeah he the second date is always the dream i know this because i may have <laughs> been you know uh, the 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 matchmaker on one we'll, or two we'll dates we'll unpack that one day on on another episode yeah, yeah. The, being the one in between exactly like, the matchmaker it's always tricky but yeah, i know yeah. that i know that the, the the one woman that you know the, a relationship really really worked with was yeah. The one woman who sort of looked past that and said, you know yeah. what, this guy's fascinating. There's a lot more to him. And yeah. she kind of went on to the next date and boom, she was like, this guy is so charming. It's like two different personalities, multiple. And I was like, no, no, no. Yeah. I couldn't tell you because I couldn't sell, sell the game. But, right. you know, so I don't know, ladies. It's it's tricky. I think, and it's, it's almost how we've been trained to look at it, right? Like it's been passed on, right? Mm-hmm. That, okay, First date, usually the guy, you know, goes out there and puts himself out there. Listen, let's go on a date. Yeah. Right? I want to get to know you, blah, blah, blah. Right? Now, and and, and put, put your comments in, right? Because that's the idea. You can agree or disagree. But when you, when you look at how it's been set up, it's, I'm going out there to, first, I have to ask you out for a date. Right? Secondly, I have to plan the date, right? Which is cool. I can, I get it. Like, and that's also the thing we spoke about before. I think when we're looking at roles and how, as a man, you should take ownership and leadership, right? I get that. So I take ownership. I I, I invite you on a date. I plan the date, but at the same time, on that date, I'm supposed to impress you, right? Now, that's where I'm saying. 
I think that's where it, it gets mixed up. Mm. Because for a, a, a man who knows who he is and knows who his worth, what his worth is, right? I'm going there on a quest as well to figure out like, yo, is this what I want? <laughs> is this person able to meet the standard that I've set for myself, right? Now, and I think that's where it's get, it gets messed up where it's like, on the other side of the table, the intent is impress me in a, in a way. And I think, and not just before all women, but I think that's where I, I look at the Drake scenario or generally where as men, sometimes is why we get it twisted, where we're willing to go full force, mm, mm. but there's no expectations. See, I'm happy that one, she likes me because I've flaunted, I've, you know, through the red carpet, the whole nine, but I'm not asking, I'm not intentionally asking questions like, do I even know her? Do I like what I know? Hmm. Okay, she looks amazing. Great. But behind that, who is the person? Actually, man, you've just nailed it. Yeah. Um, why then should the guys get angry at a girl if she feels that she must be the queen or the center of your universe and the sun rises up her butt and you must, <laughs> <laughs> and you must worship her? Yeah. When you you set the tone at the beginning as right. the guy, you set the tone where everything is about her, and that's not right. It shouldn't be that way. No, Listen. I mean, I, I always find it for myself. It's it's very clear when I'm going on a date, hmm. right? That as much as I want to be my authentic self, right? I have questions getting in. I have I'm very intentional to who is this person, ladies. Date with Derek 101. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Like, who is this person? As much as she has her expectations, right? She's got her expectations of, you know, let me see who this Derek dude is. He talks smack. He's whatever, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's mutual. Yeah. So I don't care about, you know, the nice car, the stadium, you know, the restaurant, the whatever. It's more about, let me get into a setting of getting to know this person. So the interview is two-way. The company is two interviewing you. You're interviewing the company. It's two ways. Because also, just thinking about it at the top of my head, you wonder why sometimes things are very materialistic. Mm. Or why relationships become very mm. materialistic. But you put it out because there you first. you set it up like that. Mm. Right? You took her to the nice restaurant. To the, to the, and not to say there's anything wrong with going to a nice restaurant, but I'm saying you took her to the most expensive restaurant on a first date. Bro, you don't even know this girl. <laughs> you know what, what happens? What are you doing? Guys, the only way from the best restaurant is down. Mm. It's, it's like simple logic. My thing is there's this. nothing yeah. you're going to do to top the first date. <laughs> She's just going to think you're a loser henceforth. Right? My thing is, y'all, let's get to know each other first. Then we can go somewhere dope because then at that point it's not about that's not part of my presentation of who I am. That's more like, okay, let's go and enjoy what we've already established at this place or doing that. Or this is how my life is set up. <laughs> you understand? <laughs> so I'll go to a nice restaurant once in a while, whether with you or not. This is what I do. I'll <laughs> probably travel out of town. I'll do, 
This is my life. I say it like he's every <laughs> restaurants. I mean, what are we talking about? You're talking about we should be going to what's that that four hotel? Four seasons. Exactly bro. four We're seasons. So, about, you know I'm, what I mean? It's like, just a plug, girls. It's a plug. You know. Well, like, I'm, yeah, and, and and that's what it is. Where it's like, it it shouldn't be about that. And like you rightfully said, it's downhill from there. Mm. Right. Mm. And once you've started that, I've heard it so many times with women where it's like. But you got me used to this. Mm. Why are you changing now? Right? Which is a valid question, ladies. Like, if somebody kind of presents this lifestyle and kind of brings you into this kind of lifestyle that he set up, and then overnight they change that, that talks about inconsistency. That talks about being unauthentic because you can't live up to that. And I think that's where as men sometimes we just have to own up and say, this is where I'm at. You know, and a very controversial topic, and you might have a lot to say about this, is do you believe that there's some people that are out of your league type league? thing? I mean, <laughs> I say it like it is. Listen, let me say it like it is. Right? Yeah. And, like, and you're going to hate me for this. As usual, unpopular opinion. Girls, you're never out of the league of any guy. Mm. Life is dynamic. Mm. The guy who was a loser today is a supreme being tomorrow. It is right. like that. So, the mo- I have so many like stories of guys who are. In fact, I'm one of those where girls yeah. would look at funny because I was a, um, what they call it, not a not a late bloomer, but yeah, I kind of was from a small town, so I kind of had very little cares. Right. I wasn't all about the big restaurant life. Yeah. But once I moved to the big city, yeah. And I got acclimatized. Mm-hmm. I, w- I became a restaurant snob and became that kind of person. And all of a sudden, all these girls, because they'd sort of see my life. This is before social media, but they'd yeah. see the life you live and the word just gets around. But I'll tell you a funny story. I'll yeah. tell you a funny story. I was, I, was, um, I was talking to this girl, right? Early days. We meet, talking. And this was like pre-COVID. So this is when I'm traveling. I'm all over. Come here with a mask. Yeah. I'm, I'm all over the place. Right, and you know my work. I'm in, out, all over, all over the world, all over the world. Right now, to someone else who's who's not used to that, right? It's oh, this is exciting. What? And and that's the scary part. I think also sometimes as men, when you've achieved some kind of success in some way, where the challenge is, you asking yourself questions like, is this person in it for this? Or genuinely, for for who I am, outside of this. But anyway, so I was I was like, cause I'm traveling. She's like, oh, so I can you know I can join you on your trips or whatever, whatever. I'm like, listen, sure, it's alright because I mean, obviously, everything's taken care of. You know, yeah. if we're out of town, everything's all good. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you can kind of, you know, you with me, so we're mm. good. Now the funny part was the flight, right? Where it's like, okay, so um, I'm excited about this. So, are you? Are, are, when are you sending the ticket? I'm like, you're joining me. I'm covering <laughs> every expense. You want to be here, but right. you want me to also cover how you get here. <laughs> I so didn't I'm invite like, you. If I'd invited you, yeah, yeah. Right. If I invited you, you like, know, yeah. So I'm just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. So I'm like, listen, no, it's all good. Don't worry about it. Next time, once you got the 
You know what I mean? I'm always traveling anyway, so yeah. you, you can come through next time. I'll, I'll cover all the expenses, <laughs> but you get here. You know what I mean? Like, just no pressure. Because yeah. usually pressure is on a guy to be like, yo, okay, so, you, no, no, all right, cool, I got you. But it's like, no, no, no. Where's, where, where's the same effort hmm. from the be, other side of the because table? Because truth of the story is, yeah. the pressure that girls face, let's not front, girls. The pressure yeah. you face is yeah. that, is this guy going to marry me or not? Mm. And you're stressing about this all the time. And so you can't front on a potential that's going to marry you and act like, no, he's still got to front to, 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 to bear the... Taking leadership in a relationship does not mean taking every single expense. No. It's not the same. I feel like, and it's not even about an expense because mm. it comes down to, listen, I can't buy you the ticket. Yeah. That's not the issue. It's, it's the principle behind it of... You're here to work with me. I'm here. Not, I'm not here to work for you. You've you've said it perfectly. And a, a friend of mine once said it. Also, he said we need to teach our girls not just about dating, but to be dateable. So our boys to date and our girls right. to be dateable. So because marriage is that, hmm. right? Hmm. And that's what I'm saying. Like it depends what you're in it for. So if we're talking about you're looking for a life partner or you're looking for to date. Like seriously, on a serious relationship tip, right? Then it, that, that that becomes important to say, is this somebody who's going to partner with me and contribute to build together? Or this is an expense. This is <laughs> a burden. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and it's okay, ladies. Sometimes, like, if it's cool. Listen, if I'm cool with that, it's cool. It's You're cool. lucky if I'm cool if, with that. If I'm cool with that, right? But it also comes with other things when you think about it. How many times, Q, have you heard women say, like, oh, this man is abusing me and... Mm-hmm. He thinks he, he owns thinks me. He owns me. Listen, if I'm paying for property, I own it. So if, <laughs> if, it's, I mean? a, if it's a monetary transaction, I own you. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to undermine you, ladies. I'm saying... Mm. Take... Pick your fight. Right. Like, pick the hill you want to die on. Mm. Do you want to be his property because it's paid for you? Right. Or do you want to contribute as well to the establishment of the relationship? Don't act like this is a favor for him to get Correct. into a relationship with you. And and then and that's why it, it doubles back to what we're talking about, about the dating aspect. Going on a date. It starts there. Because that's where you show me who you are. Who you are. That's why you show me whether I can work with you or you can work with me. So if, or, if your biggest focus is what you look like, that's who you are to me right now. So that's what I'm getting because that's what you're showing me. So in my mind, it's okay, I got a fine ass, whatever, you know, queen who sits at home, that's what that, you know, she wakes up, blah, 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 that's what I'm getting, right? Mm, mm. Now, are you that is the question? Or there's more to you in terms of the person, right? And then, I mean, I, I was having a conversation with um, a lady, and she asked me the question of, "What do you, what do you, what are the five things you would like about me?" Right? That was the question. Right? Now. This is somebody I'm cool with. Cool. But just generally, the question was, what do you like about me as a person, right? Five things. 
So first thing, I'm like, damn, like, Shorty, like, what do you mean? Like, and, and, and she was very specific, like, not physical, right? So I'm like, yo, you're trying to say, like, I, I like you for what you look like? What do you say? <laughs> like, what did you Pressure, pressure. <laughs> like, what? Up? Right? So I'm like, fair enough. Like, I, whatever I, list I gave her, blah, 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 right? She's like, oh, well, you never said I'm a smart person in there, right? <laughs> so I'm like, wait, I said you are, um, you're driven, right? Hmm. That in itself says something, but the aspect of I'm smart. Now, at the back of my head, I'm like, this is a great person, yes. This is a very focused person, yes, <laughs> right? But for me to say that specifically, <laughs> oh snap. <laughs> Do you get what I'm saying? Damn. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's like, obviously I didn't say it verbally, but, but my thing is, I was just saying, in my mind, I was thinking, it just brought that thought of, listen, this person is, it, it's not that they're not smart. This person is smart. They're driven. That's what I could come up with. You're just not materially smart to the level that I have to mention it as a thing. Do you understand? Now the question is, have you shown me that? See what I'm saying? So I think that's what I'm saying. This thing goes both ways, ladies and and guys as well. Like, what are you trying to see on the other side of the table? And when you're going on a date, are you setting yourself up to see that? Now, obviously, a date is not, you're not going to know the person in one day. But first impressions count, right? And the first impression that you give me is what I'm going to work with. Say, okay, so this person it's here in my mind this is the category that they fit in right so it's very important and i think that's where we have to, to also be careful yes you got money but don't that's not the point yeah yeah right yes you're beautiful sexy whatever but that's not the point you know what i mean um so are we setting if i'm going on a date with you the stadium yes i've shown you I got cash. And, and 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 just to put it out there, I don't think there's anything wrong with a Drake taking a lady out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah let's, yes, let's clarify that. Yes. That's in his text bracket. He can do that. Mm. It's nothing. It's, 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 it's in his league. Like, it's, it's not the league. kind of money. Yeah. You understand? So, but it's okay for you to be, to sh it's okay for you as a guy to accept where you are and work with that and say, how do I work with what where I'm at? And I'll stretch myself out, but at least show the, that I've thought about this. In fact, yeah, I love that you're taking it there. Um, there are these two mamas from church when I was growing up, and if yeah. you didn't think I was listening, I was listening, Mrs. Manguido, I was listening, Mrs. Manungo. I was listening. Mm. And they didn't know they said it both to me, but they said something similar. If yeah. it's not for sale, don't advertise it. That's both to guys and to girls. To the girls, if the body's not for sale, don't put it up like it's an ad. Yes, look good. We're not saying then We're looks frumpish. At the same time, if it's a guy, don't flaunt your money if it's not up for grabs. Don't flex like you've got money to throw away. Bang. If you don't, you're not that kind of money, then don't flex that kind of money. Right. And and, and, and that's and I think it's very important that you've said that because 
this applies to people that are looking for a certain type of person yeah. and that are looking for a certain type of engagement and relationship, yeah. right? If me, I'm a blesser, that's who I am. You, you are What's his name? Queen, What's his name again? Serge. Serge Kabong. He's a boss. Right? He's a boss. So if that's what we're doing, that's what we're doing. Let's not even play games. Let's not yeah. ask each other, so what do you think about and Serge's attitude is just perfect because he's straight up like, listen, I'm going to put 100K here. You're going but down on me. That's, that's it. it. Right? Let's not ask questions. Let's not, no pretense. And that's what I'm saying. Even with like dating, don't pretend like you're this lesser dude when you're not. Yeah. And then when she asks you for the money, then it bugs you. Right? Like just be your true self and then you make a decision from there. And I think it's okay, guys, sometimes to say no. Right? It's okay to say I'm not that guy. I'm not that guy. Same thing with ladies. It's okay to say... And I think ladies, to be honest, to be fair, have, do a better job at that. Where if they're not rocking with you, they're not rocking with you, fam. I, I think so, but I think on the other side of the yeah. coin, I've met a few... I mean, I'm talking about during my dating days, where mm. they then undermine you when you come clear, like, listen, I'm not looking for that type of thing. They'd be like, oh, you're just a nobody. Or oh, I've seen it even other guys experience it, where... They told you're nobody. And like, Bro, no, what... sweetie, you're unemployed. <laughs> you're looking for a blesser. That's your employment. Your body's your employment. And there was another statement, yes, along those lines, where they were saying, like, you don't have a job, but you're looking for a man who's uh, who's in the top five percent. And you tell him he's a loser when he's got a job that maybe he's in the top eighty-five percent. He's a decent. Dude. What are we doing? You know what I mean? Something to think about, ladies. Something to think about, gents. Put it in the comments. We want to know what you guys think about that. Um, I think it was just something I thought about. I was like, man, like we need to unpack it because I've seen a lot of guys like go broke. It was it, who was saying that, bro? It was that dude, um, the dude on Twitter. What's his name, bro? Um, that guy, bro. The guy on Twitter. Uh, not not um, Shadaya. I think it was Shadaya. Shadaya, be wild enough, uh, man. <laughs> that dude is Shadaya, get back to me, man. I sent you a message. <laughs> the hell? That dude, right? He's talking about the fact that men get broke trying to... Like he was saying, like if men would not focus on women like that, you can think how many men would be successful oh, yeah. in their own right. Yeah. That's not the focus. Yeah. Right? How much money we spend on going to these expensive places. Yeah. And trying to impress trying somebody to impress. who's not even as accomplished as you are in life, you know? Right. So I think, I think yeah, we just have to shift that. Like, it's, it's a mutual thing, ladies. It's not to say that relationships are 50-50, but I think there has to be a clear intent of what you're trying to get out of it and make it clear from that first engagement that this is what I'm looking for. Um, that was on that, right? And um, another thing I thought was worth talking about was um, the looting thing that's been going on. I think I think we just have to delve into that because that's very, very important. I mean, something that we never thought we would see. Bro. Right? Now, for some Bro. of us, it brought PTSD, you know, because we, we, we know. Oh, yeah. Once the turbulence is like this, once you know it's like I mean? it feels from this feels familiar, feels familiar. Man. <laughs> so um so yeah i missed everything that was going on i wanted to take go through this the perspective that 
this lady I told you about. I mean, so listen, people are multidimensional, right? So remember the lady we spoke about last time? Like she's out here dating and all that, right? Like I said, she's a very smart woman and she's a friend of mine, right? So she posted something on her Instagram. She wish she was just like unpacking this thing from um, almost like philosophical process, right? Like breaking it down in terms of history, how this applies and what this means in the bigger scheme of things. And she coded a number of books and I thought it was very interesting and I just wanted to share it. You know, how we can also look at it as well because it's it's layered, right? Yeah. You look at it at the, at the surface and say, oh, this is something people are just mad. Zuma should come out, you know, former president should, you know, release and all of that. But there's layers to it. Yeah. It, 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 it kind of speaks to the climate that we're in. Yep. And... There's some warning signs of what could come, right? If not properly managed and addressed now, and we get to the root of the problem to address it, right? So there's the aspect of what happened. Okay, the, the KZN thing happened. Former president got locked up. People wanted him to be released because they thought he was being treated unfairly. And then you have riots. Oh man, it was crazy. Yeah, it was ugly. Houteng, and you know, and other little other places where it wasn't too uh, critical or, or, or big, but it was started. We were starting to see this thing mushroom across the country, right? Um, first, we thought people are upset; mm. it should be released. But then we start seeing that mm-mm, this thing is organized. Oh yeah, it's not just. Oh yeah. Zoom must be released. Oh yeah. It's there's some criminal elements to it. Yeah. There's a criminal element to it. There's some sort of plot also behind it, you know, some kind of anarchist plot mm. to sort of destabilize the current government and already that right. is that's I mean, we've spoken before and we've said, look, we think Zuma deserves a bit of, you know, fairness in the way he's been tried. But I right. think more than that, on the other side of it. We, d- we should be fair as well about, you know, people should, if you've got a plot, if you've got a plan, then, mm, mm. I mean, it's treasonous for people it to is. actually be. It is. You know it is. Yeah. I mean, because when you look at it, bro, I was looking at it, I'm like, how do you loot from your own community, right, stores, um, and not think that, okay, tomorrow I'm going to need to buy bread. Yeah. I'm going to need to get fuel. Yeah. Like, it doesn't take a genius to figure that out. Right? If you look at, you know, the, the sectors that were being targeted, it was critical points of the supply chain. Yes. So, so now you have well. people queuing um, yeah. um, in, the, in the, I mean, sitting in a queue from 7 a.m. till getting into a supermarket at 3 o'clock. That's, yeah. Yeah. my sister-in-law was in there from 7 a.m. till 3 o'clock. That was insane. I thought, you shouldn't have to go through that. And just looking for basics. And all of a sudden, something as simple as a, a visit to the grocery store becomes a, a, a privilege. Bro, there's no bread in KZN. Basics. Fuel. Basics. Milk. Milk. Basics. Right? Now, if there's no fuel, that means there's no food, generally. Supplies. Prices? Prices. I mean, we were talking about this today. Like, prices are going up for things. Like, I mean, this is 
anyone who's in economics or anyone who is in politics because this is also a political thing mm. if we're just going to be honest about it it is mm. there's political yeah. undertones of, uh, yeah. that are clear now you can't tell me you firstly you can't tell me that you didn't see this coming fact right fact from a government standpoint intelligence intelligence standpoint can't tell me because firstly if you remember in KZN when, before the former president was um, incarcerated incarcerated there were very clear statements made publicly to say that if you do this we we'll are going to do that, do that. Mm, mm, mm. so you so ask it, yourself and we don't know I mean we just look at it from the outside like anybody else but I'm just saying it speaks to what is actually going on that's it on both sides that's it from a government standpoint from the other side of the table as well to say what what is going on are we are we so caught up with vaccines that were missing dropping the ball everywhere else or is there is this an, is there some clear intent in this um to destabilize i'm kind of scared because yeah. you know so the obvious it's it's never always as obvious as it, as it seems and the obvious picture would be to say oh okay well look yeah. uh, somebody was trying to you know just bring a bit of instability because mm. uh they're not happy about zuma being incarcerated well i've said the name i'm sorry <laughs> but the other side of the coin is life is never as simple you never know which side that came from because that instability can yeah. easily be a ruse yeah can easily be a ruse somebody to change the order just simply to decide okay we're under martial law right what do you do then or we don't know what could be happening behind the scenes and a new law is promulgated but we're too distracted with the destruction and i'll give you an example yeah. you know this vitamin q studios has been closed for most of the week because of what happened tell me we destroyed production for so long and um we come back and we're meant to catch up and that's okay and you didn't see this coming but that's what, and that's what, that's all we're saying right to say us as civilians and people outside we're just monitoring analyzing everything like everyone else can see this thank you when we watch the news when we hear statements like if this happens we're going to do this we see it and we're like what's the plan mm-hmm. right and then now we see these things unravel and there's no plan Oof. yeah man you just that's it that is it there's no plan that? there's zero plan so you ask yourself and say what is going on clearly the ball has been dropped somewhere mm-hmm. right when i was watching the news and i remember i laughed in the group and i was like okay there are rumors that there were some ammunition that was stolen under watch yeah right of the police allegedly right hmm. and you say if that's the case i mean how is, safe are we then how safe are we because that was also the questions that were being asked on tv by analysts to say oh, wait what is going on here who should he leaves a country like, yeah that was insane i mean who should he left and y'all knew that he wanted to leave you as a flight risk right. how did he leave how 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 does that happen and then it speaks to uh, like there's a gap between what intelligence knows and what they're willing to do about it or what they're capable of doing about it it asks you know it, it raises those questions yeah pretty much to say what is it that we don't have capacity 
is it that intelligence is not really intelligence is it that there's some clear intent what is or is it that intelligence is corroborating with whoever's perpetrating these events they don't mind that they're doing it because they're okay with a certain outcome it just raises questions as civilians we don't know what's going on but i'm just saying it's concerning from the outside looking in to say we need to revisit this thing right and that's just one aspect of it the other aspect is this was done by people ordinary civilians mm. who were used to do this mm. for whatever intent or purpose yeah. right what drives people to that point where they can be used as muse to fight for an agenda they don't understand because if you're asking anyone on the street why are you doing this they don't know they don't know we've just been told to do it truth be told I'm, 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 you know what we've got to admit that there's inequality in South Africa there's lack of access in South Africa and that's what I'm trying to say yeah. right? that we can't we can't negate that there's poverty that's yeah. driving this yeah partly there's education yes the lack of it so you got to ask yourself who has built a society that who's who's taken the 27 odd years of independence yeah. I mean, think about it yeah. south africa has been as independent as long as mandela was in prison right 27 years 27 yeah. years yeah and you have this scenario where somebody can take that and yeah. the society is still constituted in a way that uh KZN can happen so you look and you say it's not is dude in 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 a, in a million years who would have thought that in a, in a country like this that we deem to be advanced in terms of technology systems that we could find ourselves in this situation where it's out of control we can't control it we don't know what to do we're trying this we're trying that we're trying it and we have to bring the army in to address it or to to quell it or whatever it, yeah or whatever right there's almost like all other systems have failed right because that because i mean your army is your last resort if you think about because, it because because the army doesn't carry rubber bullets like the no. police no riot no. gear like the police these are guys who are trained to kill and to take death so kill or be killed they ready to die and ready to even kill even the president himself said it we were not prepared right so it's not a rumor it's But fact two episodes ago we we're talking about it before it even happened you and i were talking about this is a possible there's a possible outcome here you're telling me intel didn't have that so i'm just saying it's very concerning you do, you look at it and you say okay we know what happened right which is the first thing The question is so what next, right? Mm-hmm. And this and and like I said Tiani has some interesting points. I'm just going to read quickly. Um so she um was quoting some books and she was saying some very insightful things which I thought would be worth touching on. So this is a thing a book by or it was a speech by uh James Howard uh uh Kanzler, right? Who said that when you create a culture that considers places throwaways right that doesn't value its traditional or transitional buildings or businesses and that doesn't invest in the quality of its social spaces you invite people to stop caring 
about the spaces around it, right? Soon, whole communities aren't worth caring about, right? Um, and because they're not worth caring about, they're not worth defending. Mm. So think about the psyche mm. of, the, of, of the person that Alexander in mm. Mm, exactly. That's it. That's the truth. That's it. Kukuletu. You know. Kukuletu. Yes, sure. Cape Town. It didn't come out, but it yeah. could have happened. It was. It was almost there. Mm. Right. So that was the first thing she said, and then she said, um, "To address the disengaged, you must empower them." Okay. Firing rubber bullets at them and blasting them with freezing hose water temporarily suppresses them, right? But how long can the underlying problems remain unaddressed, right? Or how long can you let a neighborhood fall apart before it doesn't seem worth repairing, right? How much less value can a community have before its residents are fine burning it down. Pertinent questions, man. Intelligent questions. So this is, and that's how, that's how I was saying, like, we're looking at the results of something. We're not looking at the cause of yeah. something. Yeah. Right. Well, if you notice the neighborhoods that were affected, it's those types of neighborhoods where infrastructure has dropped, quality of living has dropped. So, in fact, in fact, I like how somebody put it, that these people have nothing to lose, and so they don't mind, because people would question... Why would they do this if they if they want? Why would you burn a hospital? He's never had access to that, that hospital, hospital anyway because you ask for payment at the door of the hospital before treatment. So he knows it's not a loss to him. If it's nothing to lose to him, yeah. don't be surprised if it's something he's willing to destroy. If he can't buy foods at that mall, don't be surprised if he's happy to loot it. People are hungry. I mean, we could easily put up clips of on, on there's an old lady who was you know yeah. they made a joke of her saying all oh, these young people were running all over me when the cops were chasing us but she said when they asked her why were you doing this she said i know it's not legal but let me tell you something i'm hungry there's nothing in my so essentially she was asking us that same question between legality and justice right legality and justice and just and you're rightfully saying like the question is if this granny had healthcare if this granny had electricity, if she had basic food, if she had clothing, if she had good roads, if she had a good transport system, the basics, there would be no, no one could tell her mm. to go and loot a store mm. and she would do it. Mm. There's no way. So there's accountability, I think, that we need to take on both sides to say, so, this ball has been dropped for some time. Mm. Right, and, and I think it's important to add that quote that uh, former President Tabumbeki made in that presentation. I think we should just take that clip and throw it in there. Okay. So you see where the issue is. There is accountability issues, I think, generally across Africa where our leaders are not accountable for the time that they spend in these offices and what they've been able to achieve in these offices. Because it'll be a very clear cue from 1994 to now to see what happened to get us from there to here mm. if there was accountability mm. right it was the same thing 1918 Zim to where Zim is now it would mm. be very clear to see where was the ball dropped 
So I, I, as usual, I want to bring out the dissenting voice yeah. and say leadership is not always just political. Mm. So corporate, mm. for example, mm. Are you there, remember mm. that classic example I talked about, or did I talk about it? But there's, um, I remember I, I used to work for a certain corporate yeah. and the one girl, a black girl, yeah. was uh, grossing 31,000 because I didn't say names and where. Yeah. I can say how much. She was earning 31,000. Yeah. And then a um, white girl who she was doing a similar job to. Yeah. Uh, she happened to go for a drink one afternoon. Yeah. And so the way that business was set up, well, the, the way that corporate was, was if you were drunk, it was instant dismissal. So she couldn't come into the building. So she yeah. asked the black girl to bring her bag with her mm. too. And, and so, because she had had a drink yeah. over lunch. And as the black girl was bringing her bag, she dropped it and things spilled out, including a paycheck. And she realized while she was grossing, 31,000 rands. Mm, mm. This girl was netting 96,000 rands. And you're doing the same kind of work. Same job. So that means if you're netting 96, according to our tax structure and the, you know, probably estimated age of this yep. white girl, she must have been grossing 150,000 mm. from versus a girl who's earning 31,000. And the excuse that corporates give us is you're not supposed to be discussing salaries. And then she negotiated a salary better. Come on, you've got to have a benchmark. You say to us that we need a benchmark in the interview. Yeah. And now yeah. you speak of a benchmark and you speak of the lower mark, but someone is earning 31 to 150 is about five times. Listen. Five times as much for the same job. There's something wrong with that picture. And, so, and, and that's a very valid point. There's a role that these big corporate and business, the have private sector, yes. has to play. Um, so there was another statement as well, right? That was... That, that was a very important question, which I think is worth discussing, mm -hmm. right? Which is, how should people act when, they, when they've become powerless? When they've become? When they've become powerless. Mm -hmm. How should people act when they have become powerless? Oh, yeah. Because somebody in Tembisa right now, or in Alexandra... Feels disempowered. Feels disempowered. They're not... They're living from day to day. Mm. They're not part of the bigger society. They're isolated. They don't have a plan. Yeah, yeah. Right? So that talks to, you know, disempowerment, right? I, I feel like you answered this question a couple episodes yeah. ago when you said yeah. the people actually have the power. Mm. Ultimately, you, you, you spoke to that. You said the but people have what, the power. But, but, but the, those are the undertones of people trying to take back their power. Yes. That was in it. the actions that you're seeing. Because people are saying like, ah, so if you don't care about us, we're not going to care about you. That's it. Right? That's part of it. Another statement was, right, um, what you experience is quite the opposite. So, so the local car dealership, this is just like, you know, referring to how this is similar to the US and so forth, right? To say, so... A local car dealership or chain restaurant or drugstore is not my neighborhood store. And this is in the context of the shop price, the checkers, so forth. Mm. Right? Mm. To say, these are not local stores. This is not my store. Yeah. Right? It's not my mom and pop, so it's not it's store not. that I'm going to look and say this is a loss if it goes. Instead, it is the most visible symbol of your impoverished options. 
and the status that you see every day as you go you without right? um all because you decided to be black mm. but did you decide that's the question right so you loot you loot because you don't care for these local businesses anymore that they are that they care about you right and you can burn them down to exact revenge for not having a fair chance in the richest country in the history of mankind and this is a reference to the us but mm -hmm. it also applies to what's going on here right that's true it's not your local store it's not um in the context of america it's not your country even right it's not your country loyalty works both ways right and it doesn't work at all for most young black black american males now this is also applying to black south, south africans but this is the saddest like part loyalty. for me what am i what, what am i being loyal to right that these are not our neighborhood stores why, why am i being loyal to them because they're not doing anything here apart from us making them rich and i think that's that's the scariest thing about south african society because mm. a lot of the commercial enterprise is yeah. owned by a minority by the white race and let's mm. look let's call it like it is it's owned by whites Ackermans is a mass store that's mainly for black people then if it's mass right that's owned by a white man pep is a mass store it's owned by white people Shoprite, mass store white people which one is the black owned uh, uh, mass supermarket so apart from you could look at it and say apart from giving locals employment right which they do and that was also the concern of listening people are going to lose jobs based on this situation so it's a bit self-destructive right but you can say apart from giving people employment mm. fair enough right what else is being done in the community to empower it yeah that's a question that we don't know Right. And giving is giving jobs empowerment. That's the thing. Right? Are you empowering someone by just a job? I understand yeah. the, the fact that a salary is going to be spread across families. But remember, again, yeah. it's a low salary. It's, not a, it's an income. It's a basic wage. Bro, it's sad. That's why it's sad when you see the, minutes, the former finance minister's wife saying, what am I going to do with 3000 Right? You look at that and say, listen, somebody is earning somebody's earning that in a month in a month and she's saying she can't do anything at all with it i mean that's huge and what does right that say there. you see it, it i don't want to really get into it, but it look at that statement alone yeah look at who is saying that the yeah. empowered yeah the, the ones that are in leadership it tells you there is an elite an elitism that is that's 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 here in south africa right so that's concerning right so another statement was it's been over 26 years of liberation from apartheid where is the economic freedom where are the opportunities for broader society right has bee truly made a difference from one generation to another right so the answer is yeah right um where it says um if you lived 365 days a year for some 20 or so years as these young black men are forced to live under and this is as black people in south africa are forced to live under constant racial and economic oppression with all the nifty consumer product of you know the elite right just out of reach for for life 
you'd be burning these businesses down as well, right? Not to say we condone it, but I'm saying the mentality is, if this hasn't, like what you said, this hasn't benefited you in any way, it hasn't changed your circumstance, this freedom hasn't, that you so-called received, hasn't impacted you in the way you thought it would, such things will start happening. And, and you know what? This is a conversation I had with uh, a certain Greek gentleman mm. um, who was trying to recruit me into Freemasonry. Mm. <laughs> Stop it, Bro, Masons. Freemason. <laughs> Stop it. I'm not going to join your order. <laughs> Stop it, Jesuits. I'm not going to join that order. Right. But stop it, Masons. Yeah. And I said to him, listen, we were speaking we were speaking in 2013. Yeah. And I said to him, and we're talking about Julius Malema at that time. And I said, you know what? Juju is, uh, to you right now, is somebody that you're cartooning because the media is white-owned. Mm. But you're not, at that time, we're still in the ANC. Mm. Mm. And they were making an utter joke of him. Mm. And mm. I said, you don't realize what you're doing is yeah. you're going to create a monster of this man because... He's going to leave the structures that have control over mm. him. Mm. And he's going to establish himself as a man. Then you will have a real problem because yeah. then he'll have nothing to lose by speaking. Mm. And, you know, he, you know, he thought, well, look, from those, he started asking me about my futurism views. And I said, yeah. I don't want to go into that. But that's how <laughs> he started trying to recruit me into their order. But right. I said, there's something I said to him. I said, the same situation that the farmers faced in Zimbabwe, where you own these impractically huge tracts mm. of land and you want to pro protectioneer around them mm. and you want to own uh, you know a thousand hectares yet somebody's mm. starving I, I remember there was a farmer in Zimbabwe I won't say his name but he used to supply about 70% I mean his wheat output was about 70% of the country's mm. um, but he used to make it for export mainly so it was yeah. obviously his, his pocket getting lined yeah. besides the you know marginal tariffs yeah. and I said the problem with that was these farmers didn't realize that mm. you have an inordinate amount of ownership in a country mm. where there's an inordinate amount mm. of disenfranchisement. Mm. What you're going to have to deal with is people who are hungry and don't care. And they'll come for you. So if you were to lose, what would you rather lose? Just 10% of your farm and say we're creating institutions Bro, to take care of the this. needy. We spoke about this the other day, right? Yes. And, and just to put a disclaimer out there, we're not condoning looting. We're not condoning Absolutely burning not. our own like, neighborhoods. We're criminal not acts are criminal, criminal acts. Criminal acts are criminal acts. We're not condoning that. Yeah. We're looking at the psyche behind some of these actions. So right? that we don't blame... Or, or, or lay blame on anyone. on anyone. We're just saying, consider that Sit there down. might be a need that you're not meeting, that you should be meeting. Right. Listen, the society has yeah. made you rich by being a merchant because they purchase from you. The least you could do is yeah. perhaps set up trusts for education. Access. Edu bro, look at Zimbabwe, right? And I like mm. to refer to Zimbabwe because it's something that's familiar to us. Mm. Mm. If Zimbabweans were not educated, mm -hmm. I tell you, the situation could have been worse. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Actually, that's what made them very calm in their protest. Because some people will come at you and say, oh, you Zimbabweans are lazy, you know, or you Zimbabweans don't fight for your... It's easy to speak from the outside, right? Yeah. But you look at it as somebody who experienced it. You look and say, things could have been worse. It could have been... It could have been mass, mass, mass murders. Oh, yeah. If people were not educated, oh yes. If level heads did not prevail, to say, oh mm, yes, you know so, what? So what you had in Zim was somebody saying, you know what? This is terrible. I hate this, but you know, for my family's sake, I think 
What I'm going to do is I'm just going to make sure that uh, I'm going to make a plan. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to process this and say what is the best outcome for me in this situation. Exactly. But now you have a society that I mean a society that yeah. out of everyone who starts grade 1, only 1% matriculate with the mathematics yeah. uh, 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 qualification. Yeah. Yeah. You're talking of a society that um, generally uh, has a limited access to tertiary education right. and even less access to jobs. Right. And you think you're going to reason your way out of their hunger? Bro, it's, 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 it's sad. So just to move on quickly. So another statement she said was, in, in reference to people taking action into their own hands and burning their neighbors, she's saying, so they are, they are not burning right down their own neighborhood. Let's oh, be yeah. clear. Right? Oh, yeah. They're burning down the palaces of the elite consumer. Oh, yeah. Right? Um, shoved in their neighborhood. Oh, yeah. Yeah. To suck away their money mm-hmm. and labor while leaving them with nothing. So we put this big store that has all these things. You have access. So you're going to buy. So what you're doing is taking out. Oh, yeah. You're not investing back in. Yes. And that's what people are seeing. Yeah. Yep. And to, to, you know what? Here's a perfect testament to that. Yeah. Those fridges in the field. Remember that picture of the yeah. fridges? No one was taking those fridges home. No. They just took those out just to be destructive and leave it out there because the whole idea is... And, and guys, I promise you, it may sound like this is subversive talk. It's not. Mm-mm. Just think of the French Revolution. Think of the Bolshevik Mm-mm. Revolution. Mm-mm. History repeats itself. If we don't see that uh, unequal classes and elitism... It doesn't work. It, exactly. It, it doesn't work. Yeah. That model has not worked. Oh, if yeah. you look, look at... And, and, and I hate to use this as a reference, but look at Europe. There's a middle class. Mm-hmm. Big middle class. Yep. You have your elites, yes. Yep. But you have a big middle class. And then you still have poverty, yes. But it's very intentional to keep this middle class big. Yeah. What does that do? It makes sure that people are busy. Oh, yeah. People are working. Not everyone is trying to start a business and be an entrepreneur. Some people are saying, listen, I just want to be comfortable. I want to take care of my family. Um, so you have that. And then you do have your elites. But what mm. have we done in Africa? We have a small middle class. Yep. That is always shrinking. Oh, yeah. Ever and then shrinking. We have a big gap here mm-hmm. of poverty. And then we have a bit of a gap there of elite. That's it. There's a big gap between the wealthy and the poor, which then results in the issues we're seeing now. Yeah. And I was thinking to myself when I was looking at this whole thing, I was like, the world ha- has the most billionaires now than ever before. Than ever before. But also the most poor. Has the most poor people than ever before. So when we're celebrating an Elon Musk, when we're celebrating a Mark Zuckerberg, when we're celebrating a what in actual fact are we celebrating? Do we need a Mark Zuckerberg? Do we need an Elon Musk? And, and not to say do we need them from an, a knowledge standpoint, from an, being a visionary yeah. and a 
course. But I'm saying, do we need that gap? And if you think about it, you know, every time somebody brings this kind of topic up, you get accused of being a communist. Mm. But truth of the matter is, you wouldn't have to be a communist society for you to be able to actually put checks and balances for such behavior. Mm. The tax the tax rates for the rich, the way they hide behind their corporate taxes is such an insult. You can't have the same corporate tax for vitamin Q as you have for Warner Brothers. It doesn't make sense. And this then I'm going to get a tax break. I'm going to get a tax break here as, you know, like those big organizations. Yeah. And if anything happens, governments are going to give you guys. Exactly. They're not going to give me. What happened in 2008? Uh, Detroit was saved by the, the U.S. government with small right. companies saved by the U.S. government. And, and so that, that kind what of... What does that tap into, Q? Taps into policy. Hmm. Do we have black men and politicians that are willing to take a firm position to address those inequalities, mm. to address those unfair policies? Mm. Good question. Good question. Do we? Do, do are we you actually, out there? Is there a political leader out there who's willing to take a stand? Who's who? Who is not in the pocket of private sector? Because a lot of them, I mean, still get lobbied by, yeah. by, by, you know, really, let's be honest, African leaders. You have no honest. reason to be a fascist society. No. We cannot be something that's run by corporates because truth be told, yeah. the corporates are not the ones who are going to fund your election campaign as openly as they would in the West. The U.S. president, I can understand, uh, yeah. you know, bending over backwards for Procter & Gamble because Procter & Gamble, uh, you know, was one of the lobbyists for them. Yeah. I don't understand what your standpoint is unless you're receiving these funds under the table, in which case then we have a problem because we're we keeping have. secrets. Because if you think about it, bro, this is deeper than just how we like to phrase it, corruption. Yeah. It's a way of thinking. Yeah. It's 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 what former President Tom Baker was talking about to say, do we have men that are willing to take accountability and say, listen, and That's be responsible wrong. to say that is wrong, that is right. Yeah. You can't do that as a leader. Like, are we holding each other accountable as African leaders to say, no, 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 no. Don't do this, that. Don't you do can't that. do that. It's not yeah. how you govern. It's not how you lead. Mm. We don't have that transparency. There's a big, if you think about it, Q, there's a big gap between what goes on in those clusters and what we get to know at grassroots level. And, 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 and you know, you can only see it in the terminology when they say the corridors of power. And I say, no, you're a public servant. It's not the corridor of power. We need to know. Exactly. We need to question. Yeah. We need to influence. Yeah. Right? I, I then wonder why, because it seems like the blueprint is right across Africa. You're telling me there's no African leader who could take a stand? And mm. the ones, the few that do all die, the Muammar Gaddafi's, again, I'm not saying I support yeah. He's everything, but I'm saying the ones that are the dissenting voices don't seem to last, mm -hmm. and the rest of them mm -hmm. that are dictatorships or that obfuscate and inveigle and hide facts from their mm -hmm. publics, those mm -hmm. are the okay ones. Mm -hmm. No, man. There's gotta Listen, be... we're not coming against working hard, making millions, and being a millionaire and yeah. being successful. Yeah. That's not the question. The yeah. question is this equation does not add up. How is one man worth 160 billion and there's still somebody who has who slept without How having some we, food? And don't give me the bullshit of oh, but they're they're they they donate, they've got this charity, they've got this project Please. they're investing in. They no, Please. no, no. Mm. We need to address the issue of poverty. 
mm. period yeah and to say how do we as society hold each other accountable mm. to say yes the dream is to be successful but what are you going to do with 100 and something billion think about one it. person think about what is it. what is the goal at that you still only put on your pants one leg at a time you only eat two liters of food at any given what point is the in time point and at the same time how how are we driving the conversation to say this build whatever policy we we implement is to build and not just mass exactly not self aggrandizement no building and i mean john nash's equilibrium theorem is everything if we work to make the system better yeah. then everybody gets off better because everybody we actually make it the most because we've made it as conducive to success as possible bro this i'll just read this last statement yeah right quickly so in this way some of the looting is a uh, lashing out against capitalism which we're talking about right uh the police right and other forces that are seen as perpetuating fascism right also like in reference to america you're talking about racism perpetuate that right um widespread looting then may perhaps be interpreted as a kind of mass protest against our dominant conceptions of property right it is a bid for the redistribution of property of wealth right now we're not condoning it let's yeah. be clear please but once again understand the undertones beneath that to say yes. what is the root problem that is causing this result why are people actually acting like exactly. why can people be used as muse why can they be used easily easily for a political agenda because they're why? hungry and i just want to say yeah then i understand you're protecting your neighborhood let's yeah. say because you realize this is coming for you because it's still personal it's still your home but i don't understand you going to burn shacks yeah indian community in durban mm. i really don't because are you sure you have enough guns and enough bullets in those guns to stop the blowback of burning an entire mm. shack community mm. you burnt um a shanty community yeah How many old ladies do you think lived in those shanty towns? Bro, it's ridiculous. You know what I mean? That's you've got to think about this we thing, man. We got to think and and we have to take accountability and and I hate where politics is used because if you understand what caused this, maybe it was not necessarily that issue that we're discussing yeah. now. Mm. Maybe it was somebody saying yes, want to release former president, right? Mm. But the fact that people interpreted this as a way to empower themselves tells you yeah there's a bigger problem that what we're actually fighting about there's True. a bigger problem than us going to court to lock this one up and this one up for this you, and that there's a bigger underlying the issue that needs to be addressed yes right cuz look at it. it looking from the outside it doesn't seem like it clearly is an internal party issue That's that it. has been capitalized to push what was, what was going on and this writer says and this is something that that will just nicely sum it up where it basically says the best way to prevent looting is to provide individuals with a living wage oh yeah right? provide for their basic needs oh yeah treat them with human dignity oh yes and facilitate a life that is about thriving period that's it that addresses this issue that's it. if that's the fo- focus of our governments 
if that's the focus of our leaders, we will not find ourselves in this situation. Not at all. True. Fact. Fact. Well, governments, you've heard it. Well, those that have ears have heard. <laughs> and this is just shout out to Tiani. Um, she put this on her profile. And I thought it was worth just breaking down. Yeah. Um, shout that, out Tiani. <laughs> yeah, like that. This is this is the African mind. This is where we should be. Hmm. To say, okay, this hasn't worked. We've seen it. This is not. I mean, South Africa has so many examples across the continent where this has happened before. Yeah. And we can't afford to fall in the same trap to be another failed state. That is, we can't afford it as a continent. Terrible. We can't. The, the African child has to, at some point, come up with solutions. Firstly. Yeah. And not complain. Just complain. Yeah. Don't be a, a spectator. Right? And yeah. we spoke about this before. We said it starts with the local ballot. It starts with your, within your community. True. Is there accountability? Are we asking questions to the ones in power locally? Are we making the right decisions in terms of who we empower to lead us? True. Start there. And then it builds up. And I think that's what we need to start working on as Africans to say, how do we make those right choices? Let's not be bought by KFCs. Let's not be bought, you know what I'm saying, by, ah, oh, we're going to give you a bag of Millie Mill. Let's... What is your life and, worth? And also as a leader, man, if you're a politician, don't be bought by we're going to buy you a yacht out in Monaco. Come on. You're bigger How than that. How about build your community so that you don't have to go out of your community to have a good time? How Thank about you. that? Good question. Good one. Everyone is going to Dubai. Everyone is going to China. Should be having a good time here. York, whatever. Why don't we build Africa to a point where people want to come to Africa for that experience? And that's and that requires work. That requires hard work. That requires sacrifice. And self selflessness. The one selflessness yeah. you proclaim you have yeah. because you speak of uh, doing this for the masses. But if you really did, you wouldn't mind that the actual fruits of your actions would be another yeah. generations. Yeah. They don't have to be this generation. Cross-generational thinking. Yeah, we need to... We, we've got some work to do, I think. And this just shows... This just shows... Us as a continent and as a country, where we are, where we need to get to, right? Um, this was a very serious episode, yeah. but I think it's worth discussing about what's going on right now. Discussing the issues in our time. True. Um, and being, uh, is it is it being counted? Not what's that statement? Uh, what's it, accountable, not just counted. Yeah. Uh -huh. That's what we need to be. Yeah. Be a voice. We have a platform. We're going to use it to discuss these issues that are affecting our communities. We're not just going to be cracking jokes. True. All right. As much as I want to go on a date, I need to go to Four Seasons. Uh, if you take away Four Seasons, like. <laughs> Damn it. Can you we know? just make sure that we still have Four Seasons? We need seasons? to make sure we still have places to go. Like, you know. An what expensive I mean? taste, man. <laughs> right? But it's like, come on, guys. I, I think. Um, yeah, let's, 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 let's get to work. Basically, let's stop sitting and just spectating. Let's be a voice and let's not be used. Yes, please. Please. If these politicians are not going to act right, then let's show them exactly how to act. Let us not be used. Let's, be, let's use our brains, our God-given brains. Nobody gave you that. You don't owe anyone anything at that level. Let's use our brains and let's 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 make the right choices. It's been great, guys. Um, we appreciate uh, you, you joining us. Subscribe to the platform. If you have topics you want us to discuss, feel free to reach out. Um, follow us on Instagram. 
Great Avenue Pod. Follow us um, on Twitter, D Marshall Shady. That's you're gonna put it in the in the in the uh, title title title. Um, also, um, follow, you can watch you can watch the podcast on YouTube, right? <laughs> Which is this platform. You can also listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts as well. Yeah. So if you're driving to work, if you're taking a flight. If you just need to, 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 to listen to something that is definitely going to build you, make you better, please uh, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. That's and uh, tune in for the next episode. Super. Cheers.